Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Pastor Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to episode two of the Supernatural Life Podcast. I'm on a journey of learning to live through Christ and allow Him to live through me more effectively. Why? Because the world's crying out to experience the true God. In this day and age, the church also needs an experience as well. So it's my goal to help you grow in your connection with God so you can manifest God to the world. Before we get going, I'd like to ask if you would, please subscribe to the podcast there in iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, however you're listening. That way you'll never miss out on new episodes. And while you're there, please leave us a review. that definitely help us in getting the word out about the Supernatural Life podcast. We have several books I believe would be a great resource to you. You can get these on Amazon, or you can stop by our website at chadgonzalez.com. You can access our online devotionals, our speaking schedule, videos, and a whole lot more. You can also partner up with us there if you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to help us and and supporting the podcast here, or supporting the different ministry uh, avenues that we have. Actually, we're going on a tremendous trip here uh, in the next uh, week or two, going to Kenya. And we're going to be partnering up with Rayma Kenya there in Nairobi. And I'll be teaching in the Kilimanjaro campus for a week. And then I'll be speaking at the East Africa Faith Conference in Nairobi. It's going to be a tremendous opportunity there uh, to uh, speak to a lot of uh, pastors and ministers there and and really endeavor to get uh, what we're talking about here, these in Christ realities, and not just the surface deal, but I mean digging down and getting into some of the deeper stuff and getting this into people so that they can manifest God to their world because the world needs an encounter. The church needs an encounter with God. So hey, let's get into uh, the teaching for today. If you have a Bible, if you're at a place where you can open up a Bible, uh, go to John chapter 1 and verse 4. Now, if you're driving, hey, just keep driving and keep listening. But John chapter 1 and verse 4, the Bible says that in him was life. In him was life. And that word life there, it's the word zoe. Uh, many times it's interpreted as eternal life. Uh, abundant life. It's the word zoe, and, and it literally means the life of God, the life that God has, the life that God is. And, and so John chapter 1, verse 4, it tells us that in Christ, that life, that zoe, that God life was on the inside of him. And then John chapter 5, uh, Jesus is having a conversation, and John chapter 5 and verse 21, Jesus says that uh, as the Father gives life, uh, to those and raises the dead, even so the Son gives life. Notice he said, as the Father does, the Son does. As the Father has this life and he gives it away, so the Son does. And then just a couple of verses down in verse 26, Jesus says this statement again. He says, the Father has life in himself. So he's given the Son to have life in himself. So he's letting you know the same life that God has within him is the same life that he put within Jesus. And it's interesting that Jesus, remember, he's, he's living life, doing life as a man. Uh, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 2 that Jesus laid aside everything that gave him an advantage in life. And so Jesus is doing life as a man, and yet Jesus recognized uh, 
dealing with a body and, and a brain and emotions, just like you and I, Jesus recognized that the same life that was within God is the same life that was within him. And he said, I have this life in me. And he said, I can give this life to whoever I want. So this takes on a greater aspect of eternal life. It's not just going to heaven, but actually being a possessor of something. You know, you can't give away something that's not yours. And Jesus is saying that this life, it's not something that just causes me to go to heaven. This life is something that's within me. I'm a possessor of it, and it's mine. And then we go to a scripture that uh, many of us have heard. We may not know exactly where it's at, but we've heard it. John chapter 10 and verse 10. Jesus said, the thief has come to, to kill, steal, and destroy. But notice he goes on and says, but I've come that you would have life. Notice he said, have life. This is very similar to what he said in John chapter 5. And he said that the father, the, the same life the father had is the same life that he gave the son to have. That he gave the son to have. And so Jesus said, what God gave me, I've come so that I could give it to you. So you could say it like this, that everything that God wanted in you, he put in Christ. Because 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 tells us that if any man be in Christ, he becomes a brand new creation. Old things passed away and all things become new. And so when we get saved, we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and get born again, we become in Christed. I know that's not a, you know, a real word, but it sounds good for me. We become in Christed. I will become unified with Christ. And so when we get unified with Christ, because he's the vine and we are the branch, what's flowing through Jesus is now flowing through us. And so that same life that was flowing through Christ and is flowing through Christ is now flowing through us when we accept him as our Lord and Savior. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, this is an interesting uh, chapter and it's talking about the life of God. Too many times we, we kind of pass over that. And I think we've missed some of the things that he was talking about here. Second Corinthians chapter three, he's talking about uh, the glory of the new covenant. And then in second Corinthians chapter four, he's still talking about this glory and, and what happened in the new covenant for us, in us. And, and so in second Corinthians chapter four, verse seven, it says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power would be of God and not of us. We're hard pressed on every side, Yet not crushed, we're perplexed and not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. And notice verse 10, it says, Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life of Jesus also would be manifested in our body. And so a piece I want to look at today is that not only do we have the life of God within us, but this life, it was meant to impact and do something to our bodies. Now I know that the, the Bible tells us that you know our spirit's being renewed day by day and that our flesh is, is slowly dying and it's because of the, the curse that was on the earth. This body came out of this cursed ground and so yes, uh, at some point our body is going to die. The Bible's told us that we have 120 years and so at some point the body's gotta give out, you know. Uh, but not when you're 50 or 60, but the Bible tells us 120. But that's something totally different we can talk about uh, some other day. But the point is, is that this life that God has and the life that Jesus has and the life that's within us, it was meant to do something to our body. 
the, the stuff that's on the inside of our spirit, that life was meant to impact our body. And, and so verse 10, he says that in this body, we're always caring about in this body, the life of Jesus. And the latter part of that, it says the life of Jesus should be made manifest in our body. Which body? This body that we're in right now, not the not the the immortal body that we'll get uh, for eternity, but the life this, that we're living in this body right now. And if if you don't think that's true, then just keep reading because he said, "For we who live, verse eleven, we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus would be manifested in our mortal flesh." So it doesn't get any clearer than that, folks. He said, the life of Jesus should be manifested in our mortal flesh. So the skin that you're in right now should be impacted. Listen to me. It should be impacted by the life that's within your spirit. Again, this isn't something I'm just making up and pulling out of thin air. Uh, it's in our Bible. And it's all through there. And actually, you can find it in the very, very beginning of the Word of God. So take a look at you know Adam in Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 26 and 27, God said, let's make man in our image and our likeness. In other words, God said, let's make him like us. And then in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7, this is interesting because it says that God, he fashioned man body. He, he made man's body out of the ground, out of the dirt. And, you know, that body was just laying there. There was no life in it. It wasn't doing anything until it says that God breathed into man. He put his life into man. As soon as he put his life into man, all of a sudden that body reacted. That body began to move. That body began to do. So notice that the body didn't do anything until the life of God got within there. His spirit got within there. And all of a sudden, the body reacted to the spirit. Now see, we've got this thing going in reverse in that somehow, some way, we think we look to our bodies and our body, our emotions, our soul determines what's within our spirit. But in all actuality, what's in our spirit is supposed to determine what goes on with our body. It's the reverse, and yet it's the reality. What's within you should be affecting your body. And we see this with Adam, that the, the body became alive. You know, a lot of times I joke around and I compare this to like Frosty the Snowman, you know. If you've seen the, the movie uh, Frosty, you know, they, they create the, the snowman and, and the snowman is just a, a plain old big ball of snow until they put that magic hat on him. And that magic hat goes on him. All of a sudden, happy birthday. And Frosty becomes alive. And yet you take the hat off and all of a sudden the, the body's nothing. And yet we have somewhat of an understanding in this and that, you know, when someone uh, dies, when they pass from here, when that's when their spirit leaves their body well then the body's lifeless there's nothing there well we need to take that very basic understanding and we need to go a little bit further with it when you start talking about the supernatural when you start talking about healing uh, this is where we get into divine health and that the life of god was put within our spirit not just to just be there and and take up space but to actually do something uh, for others and for you the life of God within you. Remember, Jesus said the same life that God has is the same life that I have. And then in John 10, 10, he said the same life that God has and I have, I came so that you could have it. 
And so we see it with Jesus there, and we see it with Adam and Eve. And if you start reading about Moses, we see that when Moses went up on the mountain and he spent time with God and he came down after 40 days and 40 nights, and the Bible tells us that the glory of God, that life, that light, he'd been in it so much that his skin absorbed it. Now think about this. Here's a, a man living under the Old Covenant in the Old Testament. He's a sinner. Salvation hasn't been provided yet. And yet his body was made to be a receiver of the life of God. Now that life wasn't necessarily within his spirit, uh, that, that Zoe abundant life, but he was in the presence of Almighty God and that stuff got in his skin. So much so that when he came down from the mountain, the Bible says he had to put a covering over his face because his face was glowing and it was freaking out the, the Israelites. And so they made him covered up. So here he is under the old covenant, a sinner, not redeemed by the blood of the lamb, but even, even though it wasn't flowing out of his spirit, it was flowing into his body. His body was absorbing it and receiving of it because God made our bodies for the life of God to be a receiver of that life. And we see it not only with Adam, not only with Moses, but we also see it with Jesus. And that Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, we see that life beginning to shine out of him. So in Moses under the Old Covenant, uh, the presence of God he was, that he was in, he, it absorbed into his skin from the outside in. And yet with Jesus, because he was a possessor and carrier of the life of God, that life uh, flowed out of his spirit into his body. So it was what was in, it came out. So notice with Moses, it was what was outside came and affected inside. The presence of God, the life of God on the outside absorbed into his skin. Well, now under the new covenant with Jesus, that life that's within us is supposed to go out and absorb into our skin. The very same thing. You see it in Adam and Eve. You see it with Moses. And then you see it with Jesus. And yet Jesus was a standard. He was the prototype for God's uh, new creation. He was the prototype for what a child of God would really be. He came to restore us back to the position that God had started with Adam and Eve. That the life of God within us. And so, guys, this is what happens when the Bible told us to lay hands on the sick and they would recover as far as the Great Commission. Why? That life is flowing out of us and flowing into other people. When you lay hands on people, the life flows. We see the Bible says people were, multitudes were trying to touch Jesus just so the life of God, the power could flow out of him and flow into them. You see it in Mark chapter 5, the woman with the issue of blood. She said, if I could just touch him, touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be whole. And when she touched him, the Bible says Jesus turned around and said, who touched me for power went out of me. Why? He was a carrier of it. That life was within him. And that life was meant to flow out of him and flow into others. Flow where into others? Into their body to cause healing uh, to happen in their body, life to happen in their body. And yet if that life was meant to flow out of our body and it was for other people, it's also for us. See, this is this issue of divine life. God didn't want us to go through life uh, needing miracle after miracle after miracle and healing after healing. It was almost like uh, you, you, like when you go to the hospital, you know, and they hook you up to an IV and there's that constant drip, 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 drip. 
Well, this is what in reality is going on with you and I because of our union with Christ, because what's flowing through Jesus is flowing through us because he's the vine and the branch and we're the branches. First uh, John 4, 17, as he is, so are we. And so this is the reality we have to grab a hold of that when I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, it was so much more than just the golden ticket to heaven. Something truly happened on the inside of me. God, he breathed himself. He put his life, his spirit on the inside of me so that uh, I could not only walk through life uh, impacting others and releasing that life into others, but so that in any given situation, at any given time that it's needed, that life can flow into my body and, and cause some things to happen. And so that's why when Paul, when he was talking to the Corinthians, and we, we read it earlier in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and it's worth repeating again, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7, he said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. What vessels? Earthen vessels, this mortal flesh. He said that, that the excellence of the power would be of God and, and not of us. No, he said this treasure on the inside and this power uh, on the inside of us. And he said, we're hard pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. Why? Because the life of God on the inside of us, it can't be overcome. He said, we're perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. We're struck down, but not destroyed. Why? Because the life of God on the inside of us can't be destroyed. It can't be overcome. It can't be overtaken by things of this flesh. It's more powerful. And then he goes on and says, we always carry about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, the result of Jesus' a sacrifice. He says, so that the life of Jesus would be manifest in this mortal flesh, in this mortal body, in this mortal flesh. That's what's going on, guys. Friends, that's what's going on. We've got to grab a hold of what's on the inside of us. We're not lacking uh, for equipment. We're not lacking for ability. We are lacking in awareness of what's on the inside of us. That life, the life of God, the Zoe, abundant, eternal life. We're possessors of it. We're carriers of it. And yet what's within us, that life is supposed to impact our flesh. And the more aware we are of it, the more of a reality we, we have of what's within us, the more we will see it not only impact our life, not only impact our body, but when it comes time, when someone needs a miracle, we'll be confident of what we have on the inside and we can release it out of our spirit into their flesh and expect something to happen. Well, I hope you enjoyed our time together and that today not only helped expand your mind to what's possible in Christ, but also helped you to grow in your connection with God so you can manifest God to the world. Make sure and subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, let them know about the supernatural life that you and I were meant to live. Remember that in Christ, we always win. God bless you guys. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.